Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet where myself, Dan Selke of WinnersComing.net, and in this case, special guest, Natalie Zamora of Fansighted.com. You can describe yourself in a second. Talk about all things fantasy, sci-fi, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, space lasers, dinosaurs maybe, um, swords, such things as this, and give you all the updates you need to know to live your life with the certainty that you're aware of what's happening on television, movies, and books and such. Natalie, um, thanks for coming on the show this week. How are you? Good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. Excited that the first Lord of the Rings uh, show Mm -hmm. teaser is out. So we get to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Always happy to be on the show. Me too. Uh, Really quick. Could you just, um, for the edification of everybody watching at home, what do you do here at our at our tremendous organization? Yeah, um, I'm the head of content for Fanside Entertainment. So working on the same team as Dan, uh, just kind of mm-hmm. leading all of our entertainment sites here at Fansided. So super fun. We get to talk about TV shows all the time. And you're very knowledgeable. So it's always, always great to have you on. And thanks everyone who's watching. Hey, Martha. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Julie. Hey, Christian. Good to have you here. And you're all here on a good day because as Natalie just said, they did just only this morning drop a sort of teaser trailer. Ooh, I shouldn't say this, but I called it a teaser. And then like a PR person wrote me and said, could you please call it a title video? And I was like, sure. <laughs> That's the behind the scenes there. You got the folks. A title video for Amazon Prime Video, which which they want us to call Prime Video, by the way. Uh, they're new, very expensive, very high profile, very important Lord of the Rings television series. Delete really fast. It's a short video. How familiar are you with Lord of the Rings? Okay, so I have not read the books, but <laughs> I was obsessed with the movies growing up, the Peter Jackson movie. Yeah, who wasn't? And I'm, yeah, so I'm a casual, I would say casual fantasy fan, as in I watch all the movies, but not so much read the books. So that's, that's where enough. I'm at. But I love Lord of the Rings. My dog is named after Lord of the Rings. So Ooh. I'm here for it. Is your dog's name Sauron? It's Legolas. <laughs> that makes up more sense. Is it a guy or a girl? 
a guy and he has like long blonde hair. So that's perfect. Yeah. I, I always love that. I read The Hobbit when I was like in grade school and we were the Lord of the Rings. So I was around for the movies and I was, I think it was like one of the first movies I ever saw in the theater. Mm. And um, it never left me. <laughs> I was a kid and it was, re- oh God, they were good. I've always loved it. And I'm a little wary about the series, but let's watch this little first title video and see if we can get hyped for what's next on Middle Earth. Roll it. Okay, so we can talk over this. So it's not a lot. It's basically a big mold. They're pouring molten stuff into it because they're making a ring. Get it? It's very funny. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's... We're pretty sure Galadriel's voice, the woo-woo elf lady, who's played by a Welsh woman whose name I can't pronounce, Morfrid Clark, saying the famous kind of um, rhyme from the book. The three rings for the elves under the sky, seven for the dwarf wards in the halls of stone, nine for mortal men do die, one for the dark lord on his dark throne. And then it zooms out, and we get, oh, the water washes over. Very sweeping, very epic. Very kind of reminiscent of the opening of the movies when Galadriel also narrates some stuff about how the world has changed, fit in the air, fit in the water. And then it zooms out and we get the title of the show, which is. Oh, here it comes. It's The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Because Amazon needs rings in there at least twice so people know what they are watching. Let me ask you this first What do you think of that title? The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Hopefully they drop that preamble at some point. Yeah, I'm not crazy about there being rings in there twice. It just doesn't sound good. And it's going to be a pain writing it in headlines. Like, do we keep the whole thing in there? Just so people know it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's a little bit busy. I think they could have been a little bit more creative with it. Like the rings of power doesn't tell me anything I didn't know, but I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I think their marketing team said we have to have the word rings in there (laughs) is what I really think. Um, And look, I can already tell you, I'm going to write it the rings of power. I'm not writing the Lord of Rings every time. No, it's ridiculous. Um, Writing the rings of power. I think it's okay because it, it, it is from the books. Like the rings of power is a thing. It's not like they made up something that just was kind of out of left field. The rings of power are the um <clears throat> the rings that the Dark Lord Sauron forged for the elves, the dwarves, the men, and himself. So you're a casual Lord of the Rings fan. I'm a giant dork. H- how familiar are you with kind of the 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 because pr- this show is set in like the prehistory of yes. the books. Back when Sauron was really first coming on up and he was <laughs> making jewelry all over the place. And he was giving it out to people. Like Long before anything, remember in the first movie, they have that giant battle that opens it and they fight Sauron with the elves men. Like that's the climax of this story is when Mm -hmm. that ends. It's going to be that. Does that interest you? Are you familiar with this at all? I'm only familiar just with the first movie and them (laughs) explaining everything like you just said, kind of giving that background. So that's as much as I know about it. So it definitely is exciting to me. Um, to see that. Did we know that this was going to be a prequel? I'm just not yeah. that tuned into it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because I watched this title video and was like, oh, sweet. This is definitely going to be a prequel. So it definitely, it does make me excited. Yeah. I mean, 
it's good that, that they have a history to draw from. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like they're going to make this up. Like J.R.R. Tolkien wrote a bunch of this stuff down because he could not stop writing things down. I'm not, I'm J.R.R. Tolkien was weird. He like he, he was more interested in like the, the different spellings of elven names than he was with a story. Sometimes he was bane to like linguistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, it's there. It's there to draw from. There's a lot of gaps, though. I am nervous because it's going to require a lot of creativity. But you know. Amazon's got the money. Jeff has the money. Um, that won't be a problem. And if they get the right team, some of these events are pretty cool. There's a whole thing where we're, I, I won't go too deep into it because we'd be here all day and I want to bore everybody. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a whole thing where Aragorn's great ancestors, Viggo Mortensen's ancestors live on an island and then Sauron corrupts it and sinks into the ocean. That can be a whole plot. And then we got, Galadriel's still around because she's like a million years old and she's, you know, fighting against Sauron back in the day. Like, there's stuff that happens and it could be really cool. And um, I like the title as long as they keep it the second part, The Rings of Power. I don't want to write the first part over and over. Right. I know. I think I'm just going to keep calling it The Lord of the Rings Show, especially with like family members and friends who probably won't know what The Rings of Power is. But yeah, I'm excited and I'm definitely nervous because it's just a large undertaking. But We'll see. I'm excited to get a real teaser with some characters in it and more. Yeah, I am too. And they already have a release date. It's coming. This is weird because they announced the release date is September 2nd, like over, not over a year ago, like several months ago, like over a year before it comes out, which is really odd. Like they are counting on this thing to hit big, Mm -hmm. spending a lot of money on it. They're getting the hype train rolling very early. They have nothing to show, but they're going to have a little thing where you pour think, fire into a thing and it's just in the title. They're very invested in this going well. So I wish, I hope for the best for them. And I hope that uh, it's as enchanting as they want it to be. They are kind of trying to make themselves the home for fantasy between this and the Wheel of Time. Like Jeff really wanted a <laughs> Game of Thrones killer and he got to. Or we'll see if they end up being the killers. But um, yeah. What Jeff wants, Jeff gets. And Jeff wanted these big fantasy epics. Yeah. I wonder if they release the or they announce the release date super early just so they're like, all right, the fall time is ours. House of the Dragon, find <laughs> your own time slot because this is going to be our season. It's going to be a strange fall. There's going to be so many of these things happening. Because I bet when the time comes out, like in December too. And I think House of Dragon is going to have to come out around there. So they kind of said step up or or, or step <laughs> out. And it's going to have to step up. It's going to be um, how many guys in swords and kind of battle vests are people willing to watch at once? That question will be answered this fall on HBO and Amazon Prime Video. Get some comments. We got some good comments. As Martha says, she named her dogs uh, Arwen, Pippin, and Strider. Excellent choices all. I get. I guess Lord of the Rings does make really good pet names. Yeah. I guess I, I can see cats being named like Armin as well. As she says again, Martha. I saw something on House of the Dragon post and it said seventy three days. How valid do you think? Uh, whoever told you that is guessing. We don't know when it's coming out, um, but when we do, you we will all be the first to know. Got. <laughs> as Richard says, get hairless cat, name it Gollum, profit wipe it. I mean, you profit by having a hairless cat named Gollum in your life. You don't need to get yeah, money from that. I would do that yeah. for sure. Totally. I, yeah. That's going to be cute. <laughs> really, really fast. Did, did you know that um, John Lennon was going to play Gollum in the 
aborted Beatles ad- adaptation of Lord of the Rings in the 60s. It's a little fun fact for you. Yeah, and I'm glad that that never happened. I just can't imagine. It. I'm sad that happened, that it didn't <laughs> happen. I want. I would watch the hell out of that. <laughs> but if they made it back then, would Peter Jackson make his? I don't know. If it was super, super popular and <laughs> successful, maybe Peter Jackson would be like, I'm just going to go for like Shadow and Bone. No, I'm just kidding. Just another fantasy property. <laughs> It sounds like it was destined to be a weird curiosity. I, I, I don't think it would have really had the penetration. Can you imagine me as Gollum? Yeah, I would have watched that. Anyway, I'm glad you all like it. I'm looking forward to it. But, you know, I don't know what it was in the water today. There were like a bunch of trailers coming up, one after the other, after the other, after the other. So today is basically devoted to trailer reaction, analysis, synthesis, and discussion. So I hope you're all ready because we have some more shows coming up. I think earlier this on Monday, Marvel released the trailer for the one of like 18 new Marvel shows coming this year in Moon Knight starring Oscar Isaac. Natalie, you ready to watch this one? So I think I'm going to watch this one. And I will say I'm also a casual Marvel fan. And yeah. I haven't. I am too. More I, yeah, I haven't seen Eternals. Um, I, I, I didn't even see No Way Home yet, just because I was kind of waiting for the hype to go down. But Moon Knight has Oscar Isaac, and I'm a big fan of his. And the trailer looks interesting. I'm not familiar. It does look interesting. Yeah, it does. So, and especially because it's going to be on Disney Plus, doesn't require me to go to the movie theater. I'll check it out. Let's watch it and see if we can convince anybody else. Richard, roll it. So I like Oscar Isaac too, although can I ask the accent in this, where is he from? He's not British, is he? I don't know. Because this accent is a, the British accent sounds odd coming out of his mouth, is Mm -hmm. all I'm going to say about this. But I mean, yeah, I agree. It looks kind of moody. It looks sort of um, kind of dark and grim in a way you don't see from a lot of Marvel stuff. He is from Guatemala, I am told, which is not Great Britain. So the accent is faked. Um, Yeah, I I, I like to look at a parent. And I don't know the um, the character either. I mean, at this point, they're kind of like scraping, not scraping. They they have to go to some some lesser known heroes because, I mean, mean, Marvel doesn't have an inexhaustible supply. Um, He's like a kind of a, a, a Batman-esque vigilante who has multiple personalities is, is what I've since read about Moon Knight and Oscar Isaac, consummate actor. Mal- accents does accents. Great for multiple personality kind of character. And here we have him on the phone. Here we have him in a dark, moody area. And he gets the call where it's like, um, where have you been, Mark? Who's Mark? So I can see that. I can see some conflict. I really liked the trailer. There was a point where um, it turned for me. And I'll point it out when it happens. Oh, he's acting. See, that's you can tell he's acting. Yeah. <laughs> and Ethan Hawke is in this. And he's also He is. Although, um, as Christian points out, um, Gaspard Uniel, so his character in it, did just die, which does make it a little bit of a sad undercurrent here. But the show does look kind of cool. Except for this, I think the suit looks kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, it looks okay. I mean, I do think most of the times when the suits are put on, it does take less of a serious turn. <laughs> um, that's just my opinion, but... I think it looks really cool. Like you said, it looks darker than kind of the normal Marvel t- 
tone. And I keep seeing people say kind of like on Twitter, like now it's Marvel's time for like their dark era with also. Mm, the, it's the, not though. Yeah. The Doctor Strange movie coming out, um, which I wish Scott Derrickson was still directing, but that's OK. Um, but I don't know. Really? I mean, it sounds cool. <laughs> it sounds um, cool it, it, during the dark era. I mean, here's the thing about Marvel and dark, though. Like th- they they can't actually do it. Like Marvel can go to the edge of darkness, but to actually be dark, you have to be willing to do things like kill people or yeah. like say a naughty word or like have a sex scene. And like I know there was one really tame one in Eternal. I didn't see it either. But like my issue with Marvel is they can only because Disney won't allow them to do that. They they they, right. they, they, they just won't. You're never going to see an R Marvel movie. So it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it might give like kind of dark, grim aesthetic. But it's not going to actually. No one dies in these things. Like right. WandaVision all about Vision. Kind was all about bringing Vision back after he'd like died for a couple of movies. But I mean, you can trick us into thinking it is maybe the entire time. <laughs> and I and, and I do like the whole um, kind of you know the plot of I don't know who I am. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> who am I? What's my identity? I'm this person. I'm that person. It, it, it sounds like it could be really cool. There's some comments here. I do think the suit looks a little dumb, though. I don't know, but it just struck me. Uh, the Moon Knight, tra- yes. As Nicole says, Moon Knight's character I had never heard of, but the trailer looks trippy and dark, so I'll give it a shot. I agree. I agree, Nicole. I'm more interested in this one than I am in, like, um, what else we got coming up. I do kind of want to see the She-Hulk thing. I would watch that. That sounds funny. Mm-hmm. As Christian says, I think the suit matches the comic pretty well. Oh, yeah. I have no doubt that it's in the comic. It's just, like, like that whole trailer was, like, it's a, it's, it's a trippy drama. The whole way through, Oscar Isaac is in this, like, kind of um, identity hole. And then at the end, like, no, it's a superhero show. Like, it, <laughs> we we had to get there eventually. Um, yeah. But I'm always happy to be convinced. So I, I will check that one out. It does look interesting. Yeah. I will say if it wasn't Oscar Isaac and it was someone that I wasn't familiar mm-hmm. with, I probably wouldn't try it. I wonder how many accents he'll try. <laughs> Like if it, if the British is just tip of the iceberg. Um, I think oh, it's coming out in March. That one's coming out in like yeah. March. Um, I forget what the date was, but March something. So another one to look up. Okay, moving on along because we have more. Natalie, have you ever watched the television program Outlander? So I have not, but I actually really want to watch it before the new season comes out because I was kind of under the impression that it was just like a romantic historical drama i didn't realize that there was fantasy or sci-fi elements to it so once i kind of figured out that there was like time traveling right now i'm more interested <laughs> and kind of want to check it out i mean i haven't watched it either but i know it's very popular and i, I, I know we have some folk who watch us who like it mm-hmm. so let's see if, if this trailer can um take us over the edge and make us converts let it roll okay outlander picture it 1770 whatever <laughs> um, it's Jamie Fraser and Claire Fraser. Like, th- there definitely is the romance element to right. it. I, like, a lot of the folk that I that are fans of that I know are the reason they're watching are for these two. Right, they watch for Jamie and Claire, Jamie and Claire forever, heart on the tree, etc. and so forth. But yeah, so Claire is from World War Two times, like nineteen forty, whatever. And she goes back, falls in love with a dashing Scotman from the year 17. And uh, I think now they're in America on the eve of the Revolutionary War. And there's a conflict because Jamie as a Scot is against the English. But 
the land they live on has been given to them by the British crown. So, I mean, Natalie, what would you do? So, you don't like the English. You know a war is coming up where the Americans defeat the English, but the English have given you your land. How do you navigate that, Natalie? In five words or less. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have no idea. Probably just cry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see That's that I would watch. <laughs> yeah, no, this does sound good. I definitely I know that it is very romance heavy because the two characters people really Which love. is fine. Yeah, totally. it's not just romance heavy. I mean, obviously you got like action, you got it's going to be a war drama. You have like drama drama, but like they have to have their Jamie Claire sex scenes, you know, because they have to give people what they want. Mm-hmm. As Julie says, Outlander is so good. There has been such a long wait for them, which there has been a long time coming. And Martha says, I love Outlander. I have just started rewatching to be ready for March 6th. March 6th, very cool. What do you guys like about Outlander, by the way? Julie and Martha. Like, what are your favorite things about Outlander? Why would someone who hasn't watched it, why should someone who hasn't watched it, watch it? That, that is my question to y'all. Because it does look kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, there they go. <laughs> I enjoy historical stuff. I do. Um, I just, I just never quite picked it up. I should. Um, it's just on the backlog, you know. So much to watch. Mm-hmm. And yeah, March six, pretty close. Uh, and I guess we can't talk Tom anymore because we, because we, 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 we haven't seen it. Right. And um, Outlander, Outlander season six. But one thing that I also haven't seen that is also historical, they also dropped the trailer the other day for Netflix's spinoff of Vikings Valhalla, the follow-up to Vikings dropped upon history last year. Are you kind of not a historical fiction person in general? Not so much. I mean, if there is, you know, a compelling storyline, then I, I'll try it out. But it's not my go-to genre, I will say. So I haven't watched Vikings, but I am familiar with the franchise. Oh, yeah. It was huge for a while. By the way, Julie about Outlander says it's not it's not over heavy on the romance. I, call, I like all the political stuff going on. Okay. Nicole says costume sets acting are all very good. Obviously, yeah, it, it's clearly more than romance. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say that it is. I mean, for six seasons, it's like it's a sweeping costume drama that goes back and forth from the 40s and the. OK, here's a question for you. What decade was the Revolutionary War? Are you asking me? Because I'm not. Anybody, does anybody know what decade the Revolutionary War happened? 17 something, 1776, <laughs> right? I don't know. Neither do I. I did. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say the late 1770s. Dan, we're entertainment writers. We are not history. <laughs> Nicole confirms it. Okay. The late the late 1770s. But I mean, we all know the like the Constitution was signed in 1770, or Declaration of Independence was signed in because there's a musical about it that I saw. Um, we did learn so, that stuff. It was just a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Columbus sailed the ocean blue for 1492, and that was in 1776, and Claire and Jamie um, you know, made sweet love in a field in 1777. So that's what we're <laughs> going to get in episode nine or something. Yeah. But anyway, um, Vikings, about the Viking incursion onto the British lands. I don't even know when it was happening. I'm going to go ahead and say... 1100s and this sh- new show is set a few like a, like a couple generate like a hundred years later mm-hmm. when kind of the same thing is going on history like didn't really progress for a while it took us a while to kind of get back from the middle ages from the fall of rome was the whole thing and um vikings i think traded on 
you know, again, swords, axes, boats, bridges, battles, good historical meat potato stuff. And this new trailer, and I will get to all these comments in, in a second, um, because I, I am, oh, as Nicole says, Vikings in the 800s, the 800s, a long time ago. Rome's gone, but the Middle Ages are still in full swing, and the Vikings are invading, the Saxons are invading uh, England. So this will be in the 900s. Let's watch Vikings Valhalla, the trailer. This is very circuitous, isn't it? I'm talking a lot about things I don't know. <laughs> so here we see a very early version of London Bridge. Like, it's falling down. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it, it's, it, it's the very early, it's the type, it's um, 1.0, London Bridge. And from what I've read, this show takes place after King Athel something uh, purges all the Danes in English land and the Vikings of Danish stock, not fans of this move. So they rally. They're going to attack London Bridge. They're going to make it fall down. Maybe that's where it comes from. I got That's where the rhyme comes from. Here they go. Here they go. At the gate. Oh, my God. There's blood. There's axes. There's swords. There's something everywhere. Um, you know, there's boats. Vikings got to have boats. Um, we have bow and arrows. Can't go wrong with that. Um, I like the scenery. I yeah. like the, 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 the hugeness of the bridge. Humans are so um, able and creative to make something like that with the dumb tools they had back then. <laughs> and, it, and London Bridge actually fell down. That's where it comes from. Hmm. That looks pretty crazy. Yeah. Does it interest you? Are you mm-hmm. like, I might check that out? Because again, you don't have to have seen Vikings to, to enjoy this. It's like okay. 100 years later. I think like Leif Erikson, famed Viking explorer, is in it. Um, does that intrigue you, Natalie? Yeah. I was going to ask, do I have to watch Vikings to watch this one at all? So. No. If I don't have to, then maybe I will try it out. Um, I do, like I said, historical fiction's not really my go-to, but I mean, like I said, good storyline or just some really action-packed scenes like that one we just saw. Yeah. That was kind of insane. Um, I'm into it. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I enjoy it too. Um, I'm not sure when that one is coming out exactly, though. I think I missed that. So we'll look forward to that. And as... Nicole and Julia are telling me it looks great. And Nicole, you're right. It is in the same period as The Last Kingdom. In fact, The Last Kingdom and Vikings literally shared historical characters. Like King Alfred turned up in both shows, played by different people. And that was the story of that. Because we don't know, Natalie. Because back then, like, no one was writing anything down. They were all literate idiots. So, like, (laughs) it's like we we kind of know vaguely what happened. But it's hard to pinpoint. Which is why legends like King Arthur can kind of bubble up. Because no one wrote anything down. We're just like, maybe he was real. Maybe he wasn't. He probably like was a great exaggeration. Yes. Um, it's going to be hard to make legends out of our period because, oh no, because everything is so thoroughly recorded. But the oh. hi- history between the Roman Empire and the Renaissance is rife for en- uh, embellishment because mm-hmm. so little of it is confirmed. All right. I think we have one more trailer for y'all. I think one more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another period drama that I want, or period comedy that I wanted to bring up, not because it's really terribly fantasy-y, but it has a Game of Thrones connection, Hodor's in it, mm-hmm. and it comes from Taika Waititi, who made What We Do in the Shadows, Thor Ragnarok. I think it looks pretty good. It's on HBO, so all these are coming together. I think this one looks fun. This is a upcoming comedy, also in March, I believe, called Our Flag Means Death, loosely based on the real life of a British aristocrat who left his life of luxury to become a pirate and see how that went. 
roll the tape on Our Flag Means Death, coming to HBO. I forget his name, but um, I love what we do in the shadows quite a bit. Um, I think it's very, very funny. I think they do a lot with kind of the vampire story, mm-hmm. kind of mining it for, for jokes. So I can, I'm excited by anything this guy's involved with, if he's mining it, if he's mining another kind of stock character, in this case, pirates. And we got Christian and Hodor right there, talking, saying full sentences, not saying Hodor over and over. Back on HBO. Good for him. I'm happy about that. Yeah, definitely. This show looks pretty good. I mean, I'll honestly watch most things on HBO, so yeah. it's probably going to be good. And I think it, it's interesting that it is a comedy. I'm sure um, if it's from Taika Waititi, it'll be very silly and very funny. I mean, the whole idea of like an aristocrat who wants to become a pirate is kind of funny on its face, right? Yes. Like, the jokes write themselves. Like, this guy is kind of priggish and doesn't know what he's doing. He wants to be a gentleman pirate. And the pirates are like, who, who is this person? This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think Taekwiti himself plays Blackbeard. Famed pirate Blackbeard. And uh, again, um, third time in a row. I don't know when this is happening. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what era we're in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> don't, really don't ask me. But I know that it's coming in March, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Again, as Julie says, I'll have a look as long as not, as long as it's only a half hour, which I, I don't know exactly if it is, but I believe it is, Probably. which I agree with you, Julie. We can't all, you know, um, spend every waking hour watching the newest episode of an hour long drama. There's only so much bandwidth. So I love having a little half hour comedy in the mix there to uh, take the pressure off a bit. And yeah, I love what we're doing in the shadows. I like HBO. I like Christian Nairn. Good for him getting work. That one, I think, might be, outside of uh, The Lord of the Rings, the one I'm looking forward to most. Yeah, it looks pretty good. I'm definitely going to try it. And Julie said not a half hour, as long as it's not, it's a, not half a half hour. hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, Julie. I, I, I think I knew what you meant. Yeah. I. Wait, you want it to be I think longer than a half hour? To, yes, I think so. Which, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, it takes all kinds. And that's Irish valid. I, I I I think I prefer a half hour because I mean, look at all that stuff. I'm gonna be watching a bunch of stuff. I'm, I'm gonna need to get some time. I can like do dishes for one show. I can fold laundry for another. And some you just are good to sit down and like watch it. Um, if I watched every show that came out, I don't think you could live your life. I think it'd be impossible. No. I certainly couldn't do. I couldn't sort of couldn't come to work. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. There's way too much. But, but yeah, um, it'd be kind of cool. On the other hand, maybe it would be ambitious. We'll see. I'm not sure, honestly, but we'll find out soon. As Wendy said, it's about wealthy Landover, Steed Bonnet. Yes. Who was a guy who just said, I'm going to be a pirate. Why not? <laughs> How about you, Natalie? Of the trailers we watched, which are you most excited about? Which interests you the most? Um, definitely got to go with the Rings of Power, even though it wasn't mm-hmm. a real trailer or a real teaser. Um, but then other than that, Vikings Valhalla did spark my interest, I think, the most. Are you most excited really? Our Flag Means Death? Yes. Second one. I mean, Moon Knight 2 look, looks pretty cool. I'm always looking forward to more Marvel stuff. Are you enjoying the, the Marvel? I'm a little surprised you haven't seen No Way Home just because everybody and their mother has seen it. Like, I was thinking of skipping it, but after it made like its first billion dollars, I was like, I guess I can't. I have to see this. Um, are you watching the Marvel TV shows at all? I watched, so I watched WandaVision. I watched Loki and that was it. And WandaVision, yeah, right. WandaVision, I really enjoyed. 
Loki, I really love Loki as a character. So I had to check that one out. And then the other ones, I was kind of like, yeah, I'll get to it. And they're still on my list. I think you're right. Yeah, I, th- I think it's like, it's kind of dangerous for them because they're kind of interlinking them so much that mm-hmm. uh, there might be a danger eventually that if you don't watch one, you're not going to get the rest. But so far, so good. And I, I-, I think you watched the-, the-, the better ones. As Nicole says, Steed Bonnet is the pirate villain in Outlander. So, which means our flag means something's placed in the 1700s, 17, like 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, specifically. We're learning so much today, in addition to talking about TV. And that is a lot of weird crossover times. That That is interesting, Nicole, as it happens. Okay. Natalie, are you watching, and, and anyone else out there? So that's what we might be watching in the future. Are you watching anything now, Natalie, of interest? I am watching The Sopranos for the first time, Ooh. and it's just been wonderful, I will say. It's been on my list really? for years, um, and it's just always something that's like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's been out for forever. There's no rush to kind of get right, to right, it. Right, right, But it's been awesome. I really, really love it. I'm on season five out of six now, and I've been binging yeah. it really fast. So it's a good show. And again, just HBO. I will watch anything HBO. I actually never watched The Sopranos. That, 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 that's another one that kind of just mm-hmm. never got around to it. Um, of course, I've always heard it's great. I mean, no yeah. one says anything but said wonderful things about it. So, and you're saying that it does up to the hype. It is worth watching. Yeah, it's really, really good. I'm really enjoying it. If you could describe its appeal, how would you do it? It's The storyline is really good. Like a lot of the same things kind of happen over and over. It's like one of those because it is mm-hmm. kind of like the life of, of mobsters, but kind of like the dialogue and the conversations that happen are pretty compelling and the character development is really good. So you don't really notice that it's the same thing kind of happening again and again. Um, and it's really good because all the characters are really love hate. They're really not good people, but they do a good job of showing them and sympathetic light from time to time. So I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, why do I feel bad for this person? They're like terrible, (laughs) but I want to root for them. So I think that's pretty interesting. I recall you being on here saying that you wanted Dexter, like that you um, sympathize with Dexter, who's like a literal mass murderer. Yeah. So maybe you have like a weakness for uh, complicated (laughs) characters who you empathize with. Dexter at least has good cause. If you're in the mob, you're just doing it for money or for drugs or for whatever else. So Dexter, I think I'll I'll say is a better person. Did you happen to watch the finale of the new Dexter show? Because uh, Christian did and he enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it. I did. And it's just one of those things. Game of Thrones ending, every single ending of a huge show, people are going to be really pissed about for whatever reason. So I saw people getting mad about the Dexter New Blood finale for the okay. for doing something that the original finale didn't do and that they were mad about. So it's like, all right, just live with it. It's okay. It's a show. Yeah, um, I saw that too. That, that was definitely a big blowback. I mean, you enjoyed it. Christian enjoyed it. I mean, it sounded like kind of the inevitable ending to me when I read about yeah. it. And I'm glad I'm glad I found an audience. As uh, Martha says, like the American. The Americans is another one I'm on my list that I have not watched that I really need yeah. to. Julie is enjoying The Cleaning Lady on Netflix. I've, I've heard good things about that one. Oh, Soprano says Wendy is class. And Martha, have we seen Hannah on Prime? I never did watch Hannah, but I do know what it is. But I haven't checked it out yet. It's a lot of TV, you guys. <laughs> and... As Nicole says, watching 1883, a prequel to Yellowstone. It's the best show I've seen in years. Very nice. Yeah, that thing. Have you watched Yellowstone 1883? Because those are giant shows. 
No, I haven't watched them, but I, yeah, I hear really great things about Yellowstone to the point where I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to have to watch this eventually just to see what all the hype's about. Yeah, but- me too. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet either. But yeah, they're both so huge. I'm on the same boat. Yeah. I did try watching the Peacemaker program uh, on HBO Max with John Cena as a foul-mouthed, jingoistic, uh, uh, xenophobic, uber-patriotic anti-hero. Um, it's about what you expect. I do love the eagle. They have an eagle who's like on the show and um, he, you know, hugs people and dances. That's pretty fun. Um, the show itself, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like uh, that sort of, ah, let's throw a bunch of um, curses and extreme stuff at the wall, see if it sticks, which mm-hmm. I don't mind. It, it, it's pretty fun. It's not changing my world or anything, but I like it. The Book of Boba Fett I'm watching, and that one is not bad either, although it's awfully moving slowly. It's yeah. like um, a Sergio Leone kind of long form slow burn western star wars drama which is an interesting route to take yeah, yeah. i'm watching it too did you watch the new episode today because i thought that to- one was today great. i did not get to it no yet that one was, was pretty my good favorite. or pretty bad pretty oh, good really? okay good tonight i'll probably go home and watch that so yeah lots of stuff to watch no shortage of it and i got i've watched sopranos i will do that that is something I, it's been just i need to catch up on that badly it's it's a big g- gap in my watching <laughs> and yellowstone too yeah which uh, my parents love but i have not seen it as nicole says Boba Fett has been a bit slow it has been it's like i don't know i, I figure star wars you would want to like kind of pump the gas you know and get folk um on a roller coaster this is a bit more of a contemplative uh piece Mm-hmm. on how a man, a fake man who lives on a distant planet and a long time ago, how his soul changes as he um, learns to live with the masked sand people of the desert. But points for uh, ingenuity. All right. Anything else? Anyone out there is watching anything you're watching, Natalie, or looking forward to? Because we, I mean, we are, I guess we already saw everything that's coming out this year. I know. Yeah, there's so much. Um, yeah, oh, super excited for, so for Lord of the Rings. I mean... That Stranger Things and House of the Dragon, I think, are my top three. I mean, House of the Dragon, Lord of the Rings. I want to watch The Boys, too. They have a new season of that coming out. I like that show a lot. I thought that was pretty fun. It's kind of like the, um, it's it's kind of like Peacemaker, but has a more satiric edge to it, where it's got yeah. like some targets it's going after. That's on my um, list. And I'll pop, I'm sorry? Oh, you haven't or you have? I haven't. It's on my list. I have to it's see not it. It's bad. I like it. Fun. But yeah, tons coming up. Oh, and I mean, we didn't even do this, but they just released the Walking Dead trailer today, like before this show started. Like, of course you did. Why don't they like talk to each other? Like the PR folk must be in contact. Gotta like do one a day. Okay. Um. Anyway, are you ready for the famous Wick News lightning round wherein we hit a bunch of stories we haven't had time for in the main show and give our 20 second takes on them? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Lightning round. All right, the final news roundup. Natalie, I will ask you a question first. Please react to this in 20 seconds on the clock. Natalie, um, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter himself, is going to play Weird Al Yankovic, musician and funny man, in Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Hmm? Okay, this headline sounds really, really exciting. I love Daniel Radcliffe, of course, Harry Potter. And I've been a fan of Weird Al. I mean, he's very funny and an interesting person. The only downfall is this is a Roku TV exclusive. Yeah. It's not theaters. Like, why? I don't understand. Why wouldn't this be like a huge production? 
I saw like releasing on this. And I was like, what even is that? I'd never heard of it. Okay, we gotta go on. <laughs> Ask me, Natalie, a question. Yes. All right, next up, Brian Cox turned down <laughs> the role of Robert Baratheon on Game of Thrones. Brian Cox, who plays Logan Roy on Succession, could have been King Robert Baratheon, who has been memed to death. He's like uh, the the kind of bellicose drunkard king from the first season. He would have been good. He's 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 way too old though. Like he, he's over ten years older than Sean Bean. So I think, I think it would have been kind of a weird age mismatch. But I'm sure he could have brought the bluster. But it was not to be. Time set. Uh, thank you, Julie, for um, enforcing the time rules. It's important. All right, we, we, we'll stick to it from now on. Okay, Natalie. They have released an image of Leslie Grace as Batgirl in the new movie Batgirl. Thoughts, reactions? She looks awesome. And I'm excited for this movie to come out. The only thing I will say is, so this is supposed to be in the DCEU, correct? I have a hard time following what is in the extended universe and what is not. So that's just kind of on me because there's a lot of DC movies coming out. But she looks great and I will watch this. Yeah, that's a problem. Nice. Perfect. Okay. On to the next. Why the Last Man Fails to Find a New Home and is Officially Dead. Yeah, so Why the Last Man was an adaptation of a long-running comic um, about what if all the men in the world died and one only last one. Like why the white crown was home. Very cute. Um, it ran from FX for a season. It just didn't seem to really get traction. And then it got canceled. And then the person was like, I'll find a new home for it. And they couldn't. And it died. I mean, it, the comic is really beloved, but it, it felt like they never really found the right way into the material, I guess. And, and if, if we keep talking, Julia will get mad at us. So we are going to end it right there. Thank you. The last man was horrible, Nicole says, <laughs> which it, yeah, it, it didn't look good. Okay. I, I, all right. <clears throat> Natalie, Netflix is raising its prices by one to $2 per month, depending on the plan. I think like the highest plan is two bucks and the lower plan is like one bucks more. Yeah, I mean, this isn't surprising. I feel like now we're in a place where Netflix will just keep adding like a dollar every few years until it's like $100 a a month or something ridiculous. But Netflix, I think, really is the go-to streaming service and people are going to keep paying for it. Like, this isn't going to make me cancel my subscription, even though it's very annoying. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) Next for you, Dan. Shadow and Bone Season 2 adds four new key cast members. Yeah, Shadow and Bone hit fantasy series on Netflix. They're going to adapt the second book. The main dude here is um, uh, Louis Tan mm. as, like, I think, a pair of twins. He was the main character in the Mortal Kombat movie, which I watched under protest and did not enjoy. But um, Shadow and Bone, I enjoyed the first season, uh, more or less. And it has a lot of passionate fans. And it's going to happen. Okay. Natalie, NBC is officially rebooting the early 90s late 80s show uh quantum leap yeah so this is a show i've never seen but i know it's sci-fi it ran on nbc so cool that they're rebooting it on nbc i suppose and it has a beloved audience so i'm curious to see if kind of the original fans are into this or they're annoyed because everything's just being rebooted (laughs) that too but it wasn't gonna go there (laughs) i mean okay (laughs) If it's the late I, I, 80s, early 90s, they're still alive, don't worry. <laughs> and last that we have on the list, BBC cancels future remakes of Lost Doctor Who episodes. It was kind of cool. So, like, um, 
like the Doctor Who's been running for like a thousand years, right? And like some of the really early ones, this like they didn't plan to keep around because there was no DVD back then, there was no home video, so they just like kind of pit and they just like lost. So they were like remaking them in animated form, which is really interesting for the old fans. But then they like the funding fell through because you can't do it because the Americans pulled out, which is too bad. I hope they um do something else slightly over with that. As Christian says, Quantum Leap was awesome. Quantum Leap, okay, I never watched it, but um, I know what the deal is. I know that it's um, uh, blah 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 blah. Oh, who's the main actor? Oh God, I can't remember his name. He's on Star Trek too. Wow. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he's like a scientist who like gets transported back to different eras each episode. He like he's unstuck in time, and he has to like just solve historical problems. Like he gets zipped back to Rome and. You gotta save Caesar from being killed. I'm, I, I don't. I, I, I'm. I'm making this up. I don't know if that's actually was an episode, or like he gets it back to the Titanic and like tell him that the iceberg's ahead, something like that, uh, or like smaller scale problems. Every episode is a different kind of problem. Oh, who was his name? He was on the Star Trek Enterprise. He was the main guy, Scott Bakula. I got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yep. And that I was, was also reading that he knows about the reboot, but I don't think he's going to be involved. Yes. I'm I'm sure they'll like get him for one uh, way or another, yeah, a cameo or something. As Christian says, only time I wrote a letter to a broadcasting company when they canceled it. It Ooh. didn't run for that long either, did it? It was like five seasons. As Christian says, Scott, I got there. Christian, I got Scott Bakula. I did get there after trying to catch my head for a while. It's cool that again, everything's being rebooted. Everything, everyone wants content. Content is king. It mm. might go to Peacock, NBC streaming service. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So it's a it's a good time to just God get completely lost in a sea of television that you will never see the end of. So good luck to Quantum Leap. Good luck to our flag means good luck to Vikings for Hall. Good luck to Lord of the Rings, House of the Dragon, The Wheel of Time. You're all gonna need it because there's a lot of competition going around. And good luck to all of you um, to whatever comes in the next week between right now and when you watch us again when we stream live on our Facebook and YouTube page at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on next Wednesday, as we do every week on a weekly basis here on Take the Black. Natalie, thanks for coming by. This was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always super fun. And thanks for watching us, you guys. We will see you next week. Same time, same place, same great times. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.